You're listening to the Beauty Business Podcast, now with over 200,000 downloads worldwide. This is the podcast for you if you're an independent beauty salon, skin clinic, spa owner or manager. I want to help you reach your business goals through simple, practical and focused business information and advice. We deal with the foundations of starting and also growing not only an incredibly profitable, rewarding and stable beauty or wellness business, but also a stress-free one too. In short, I'm here to help you make more money, have more time and get back to simply what it is you enjoy doing and why you set out on this journey rather than worrying about all that businessy stuff and not getting the results you want. And who am I? Well, my name is Adam Chatterley and I'm your host here on the show. Now let's get into today's episode. Good morning, or well, good afternoon, or even good night, I suppose, depending on exactly when you are listening to me. You know, it still blows my mind how it's just possible for me to sit here and record these words and then to have them listened to by so many incredible beauty and wellness professionals literally all over the world. I'm not sure I say thank you enough for making this show as popular as it is. So honestly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. Now, welcome along to episode 57 of the Beauty Business Podcast and to the second episode in my product mini-series. Now, last week's episode was all about upping your retail sales game and how just because a client may be able to buy your products online or even in a department store, it's still possible for you to beat them out and raise your own retail sales conversions. Now, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, then I highly recommend you check it out. Now, today we're kind of flipping it to kind of the other side of the product conversation. And you know me, I'm not afraid to tackle a somewhat awkward, some might say dull topic, especially if I know how important it can be to your business and ultimately to help you take control and make more money. Because, you know, that's something we could all do with a little bit more of these days. So stock management or stock control doesn't exactly have that kind of edge of the seat excitement vibe to it as selling more retail does, but it's just as important and it can deliver much more concrete results because to make more money by implementing better stock management requires only a few simple changes for guaranteed results. But what exactly is stock management? What does it cover and just how can it make such a difference to your spa, your salon, or your clinic? Well, to help us understand this topic and to help make stock management sexy, I'm today joined by the queen of spa stock management herself. In fact, when I mentioned this episode to two industry friends that I wanted to, you know, do an episode of the podcast on stock management, I'm not kidding, both of them immediately said, you got to get Valerie Delforge on to talk about that. And that is exactly what I've done. Now, if you haven't already heard of Valerie, then you very soon will. But she has an extensive background in the beauty industry, having worked with some really huge, huge brands in some very special locations. But I'm going to let Valerie tell you more about that in the episode. So whatever you're doing, give me your full attention for about the next 25-ish minutes and let us convince you why you should be paying more attention to your stock management in your business. So I'd like to welcome to the show, Valerie Delforge. Welcome. Thank you very much, Adam, to have me here. It's really lovely to talk to you, especially about my favorite subject. Yes, absolutely. And, and I should just say to everyone, I've known Valerie for years, yes. but we only sort of bump into each other at conferences and never really sit down and have a time to chat. So so just, just before we started recording, we've had a really nice catch up. So 
So that's been lovely. It's so true. It's so true. It's finding that time. Yeah, definitely. So if you are a beauty salon owner in the UK, you I would challenge you, or or possibly even Europe, you I would challenge you not to have heard of Valerie before. Um, but Valerie, just in case there are, because we get a lot of listeners from all over the place, um, could you give us a little bit of background into you, uh, how, where, how you've kind of come up through the industry and how you've ended up where you are now? So obviously, I mean, a lot of people wonder where is this accent from? So I am French, <laughs> but I have been in the UK for 30 years. So they're listening to me thinking, is she Polish or German or what's going on? Uh, but, you know, came in when I was 21 uh, into the UK and uh, I had just done, uh, uh, you know, my two years after my A-level, which was very commercial kind of studies. And went into uh, working with an agency in London that was placing me into different kind of counter Then really, really enjoyed that element of selling. So uh, then joined Clinique, which was extremely sales-based, obviously two years behind the counter, you know, waiting for that client and, and, and sell as much as you can. Uh, and then joined Clarence for 10 years. So that's when I started working with the therapists. From that, uh, I had my own little beauty salon, um, and uh, that's the same, you know, suddenly it's your money, your your PR, your marketing. So I think I made all the mistakes possible. I was young and, you know, keen and suddenly realized, okay, this is not as easy as, easy as it looks. Uh, still managed to triple, you know, the sales. It was an existing Clarence salon, so still managed to triple the, the, the sales in that we were getting. Wow, uh, you weren't making that many mistakes then. No, I think <laughs> I was always on the, on the sales mentality. You know, I've always had that kind of my retail as always been the, the back of my uh, DNA, I guess. Um, and then from that, for personal reason, I had to sell it and then move back down to London and uh, joined Urban Retreat in Harrods. And they were opening You Are Beautiful in Kingston. So we had 70 brands to look after. So you can imagine my diary full of reps from all different places wanting to sell you more believing in the better products and everything else. So that was fascinating in terms of the stock management itself was really, really interesting. Um, and uh, from that, I joined L'Occitane, who wanted to uh, uh, open spas. So again, going back into the whole retail front, you know, kind of uh, really focusing on the retail front. They were great at uh, um, details, very, very detailed kind of brand. Uh, in terms of their customer journey, the stock holding and everything else. Um, but I, I was missing, they realized after a year, you know, it was it was too much money to have spas. So we're going to focus on retail. So I could have told you that a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> Saved you a lot of time. <laughs> but uh, actually, I did tell them that a year ago. But, you know, it's just you live and learn. So I kind of felt I love retail. It's, it's part of me and everything I do. But I'm missing the service element. So joined Bliss Spy in the UK, uh, in London. And uh, yeah, that was probably one of the biggest challenge I've ever had in my career. Uh, but an amazing challenge on the leadership side of France, on the operational side of France, because I felt like all of my experience came into that one place. So to give you an example, Bliss were on 35% retail rate when I joined them. And by the time I finished with them, we were on 45% retail rate. Was, you know, we're looking at numbers of 2.2 million accounts. So, you know, it's not a little number. And uh, I started analyzing exactly what makes a successful sales. Why are those 
you know, therapists really strong at selling and what makes a successful sell. And I realized it wasn't just a therapist, it is the customer journey, it is the merchandising, the marketing, the stock control, um, you know, what does the manager mindset goes to. So I developed this kind of retail um, uh, tool that I call the Retail 360 tool. And I still apply it today. Then uh, we went from a, a minus 27. It was almost closing. We went to, uh, you know, to a plus five on, on the targets, smashed last year's figures in just one year. And the control of the of the costs were really, really strong. So therefore, it was very profitable at that at that stage. So done so well and say, thank you very much. Here's another eight spas to look after. <laughs> <laughs> Became the head of spa operation for Steiner. Um, UK. So I had three spas to look after, including Elemis Day Spa, uh, Mandara Spa, uh, Elemis in the, the travel shops, and also three spas international for Bliss. So it's, it's just been an amazing journey. You know, I'm very, very grateful and thankful for all, all that I've learned. And five years ago, I decided, well, you know, I've got a lot of people asking me for help. Uh, maybe I should get paid for this. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. Yeah, so I created my own little, you know, consulting agency and I support managers and owners to get profitable businesses um, within the spa and beauty industry. And that brings us right up to date, which is fantastic. Yes. yes now you... To a version. <laughs> you hinted just slightly there a couple, of, a couple of times as the topic for today's episode, which is why I got you on. And in fact, I was saying just a, again, before we started, I, I mentioned my idea for this mini series to a, a colleague of mine. And as soon as I said, uh, I wanted to have an episode on this topic, um, they immediately went, you've got to get Valerie on, you've got to get Valerie on to talk about that. And I was like, yes, you are absolutely right. So the topic of today's show is stock management. And I said, when Valerie and I were talking about this, I was like, it's, it's such an important thing, but it's, Difficult to make it sound fun and exciting, but it's so, so important. Um, so I, I, I just wanted to ask you, why is, for you, why is stock management your passion? Why is it so important? I mean, are you ready for this? Because Go, just go, tell <laughs> us. I've just got to go and leash out on this because to me, stock management, you know, when I meet salon owners and salon, uh, you know, or business owners, managers, etc., and they say to me, oh, the budget or the, you know, firstly, it's very, very rarely do they get a budget or we can't afford, a, we can't afford a receptionist. I can find you the budget for a receptionist easily. And number one is managing the diary, but number one before everything is managing your stock. If you manage your stock properly, you will find that you've got a budget, far more budget than you ever thought you had possible. And the problem in the industry, uh, you know, and having worked, as you heard, for big, big corporates, obviously stock management is a big thing, you, you, you know. It's your number one, uh, number two cost after your staff. So number one is your staff, number two is your stock. And I remember that came from my Clarence days. I remember one of my, uh, my area managers saying to me, Valerie, you know, I was a young kind of, you know, uh, uh, manager and I was very keen. And she said, Valerie, what is the first thing you need to look at as a manager? I said, oh, management of the team, you know, motivation, training, focusing them, teaching them sales. And she said, no, no, no. And I was thinking, what does she want? I don't know what she wants. And she said, uh, stock without stock and I was like really taken back and she said without your enough stock you can't achieve your target 
With too much stock, it's just sitting there and that's money sitting on your shelves. And that stayed with me literally throughout my career because I realized if I don't manage my stock properly, I don't have the cash. I literally don't have the cash. And if I don't have enough, yes, I can't sell. I can't produce what the targets I'm I'm having. Um, so, yeah, and, and having done this, um, you know, the, the consulting for five years, I realized when I go and see a spa or a salon, I know instantly if the stock is well managed or not, literally by your look. And I've got a lot of clients, you know, when I first go to their business, they look at me and say, I've tied it up, you know. And I said, yeah, I know you have, but I can still see. <laughs> you can see through it. <laughs> I have absolutely too much stock or not enough of. I don't even need to look at the figures because when a stock is well managed, you know, you can see it on the shelves, you can see it in the stock room, you can see there is a system, but rarely do I see that. So to me, controlling the stock is controlling your budget, basically. And budget to me is everything. Without a budget, you can't function and you can't grow and you don't know where you're going. So, yeah, stock becomes my number one priority when I see my clients. Love it. Yeah, I'm on board with that. So the the reason I wanted to do this this episode on stock control is I think as soon as you mention product within our industry, people's minds immediately go to just the, the selling of it, you know, the, the retail side, the selling that, all that kind of thing. Um, and this, like you say, it quite rightly is is such an important thing. But let's say we've got someone who's uh, newly started out their, their business um, and they're just finding out all these lovely things they've got to learn as well as, you know, um, just doing the treatments and getting the clients and all those kind of things. So really taking things back to basics then. What's the essence? What, what do we mean when we say stock management? So we mean retail and professional. And if any sense, for me, I look at professional even more like a fine-tooth comb because I know when I go into a little mystery shop before I go and get involved with a client, you know, I have a pedicure and, she, you know, the lovely therapist is using, you know, because I'm really nice to her, she's using enough product for at least five pedicures. You know, if I have a facial and I'm nice to, oh, I'm going to add a little bit of a of a mask for you. That's a cost. That's a cost to the to the salon owner, uh, but they don't realize it because they love it. They want to make the the customer happy. You know, so to me, stock has to be the retail. Obviously, that's part of it, but also the professional. It's it's literally where it's where we're losing the most money. To be quite honest with you. Uh, where we're not controlling what goes out, how much, you know, if I've got a trolley and I've got all these creams on there, how many facials should I be able to to make out of those? We should know. So stock management then is is basically, so it's the, the two aspects, the retail and the professional, but it's also making sure you, you've not got too much in so that you're wasting money on product, but you've got enough in to deliver the treatments, reach your targets and maybe a little bit more as well. So it's, it's the sweet spot basically. It's, it's totally it. And, you know, when we were talking before doing, uh, obviously, this interview, we were saying it's not very, it's not a great sexy subject, is it? It's a bit boring. <laughs> that's the problem. That's, on the surface, yes. but On the surface, you know, and that's one of the biggest problems is because we, you know, it's it's tedious. Top management is quite tedious. Um, and it's always the same, literally always the same. So, you know, ugh, yeah, well, I was on holiday, so I couldn't, you know, I couldn't do my stock take. So that's where we make a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of mistakes. And, you know, we are emotional buyers. 
There's no doubt there's a lot of emotional emotional buying out there. You know, oh, I went to Pro Beauty and I really like this uh, this beautiful brand that's just happened. And you know, oh, but they had a twenty percent off, so I just bought loads. So because... I bought more of it. Yes, yes! No, that's true. Yeah. So as as much as our clients are, are, are emotional buyers, absolutely we are as well. Yeah, you're well, you're, you're completely right. We are as salon owners and managers, we just think that next big thing is going to be great or, you know, there's 20% off, so I'm going to save money or or we open the cupboard and think, yeah, it'll be all right for next week, you know. <laughs> oh, I think we need a bit more of that, you know. Uh, I had a client who I looked and I said, you have enough waxing. I've not looked at your figures. We've not even done the budget, but I know you've got enough waxing till the end of the year you know, according right. to what I see. So well, maybe, yes, I thought it would be a good idea. Now, it's a good idea to buy bulk mm -hmm. if you have the cash flow. Mm -hmm. Even though... And the storage. With it, <laughs> and a lot of storage. Yeah. I've still got a bit of an issue with it, but it's, you know, if you've got a cash flow, okay, let's talk about it. Why and how can that work? But if you don't have the cash flow, it makes no sense whatsoever. No sense, because that's money sitting on your shelves. So, yes, yeah, stock control for me is retail and professional. And they have they are both as important as each other. But in essence, the professional one is very, very important because you have the whole team using the professional products. And I keep saying to my clients, you know, even a, a tissue uh, that you're taking out of the box, a cotton bud, that's some money. That's money you're taking out of your budget. So you have got to control cotton buds now everyone's thinking is she making everyone count the <laughs> well let me tell you <laughs> so yeah i think somewhere along the line we have got to to a certain extent not say every indeed individual cotton buds but definitely boxes of cotton buds will be counted um you know as far as i'm concerned now i just want to interrupt the episode for a second to tell you about something exciting that i've got coming up now, while we're definitely talking all about stock and products in this month, I still get the same answer when I ask any room full of salon owners, estheticians, or independent spa managers this question. What would make the biggest difference to your business right now? The answer, more clients. It's always the same. So I'm going to be holding a very special brand new live online training workshop very soon for any of you serious about getting more clients or even raising your standards and getting better clients for your beauty business. Now, I've made it my mission over the last 15 years working with spas and salons to create a systemized approach that works for any beauty or wellness business of any size, no matter how big or small. And I'm going to be sharing this approach with you in the workshop. Now, the workshop is free. I'm not going to charge you anything for it, but you must show up live. If you're serious about fixing your client getting woes for good, then you've got to make the effort to show up, okay? Now, if you want in, then simply go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash more clients to find out more and to grab your spot. That's beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash more clients. So if you want more clients or better clients in your business, then I look forward to seeing you in the workshop. Now, let's get back to today's episode. Yeah, absolutely. Because we, it's very easy to just think of it in terms of the products, in terms of the 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 higher cost items that we're buying from the product houses. But you know, stock control is just as much those things. You use them in volume. You you think they cost so little because, I mean, relatively speaking, they do. But obviously, over a, a year, that's going to mount up. 
it completely is and you know you hear you hear salons that are you know I deal with a lot of salons that are maybe struggling or you know are finding it hard to find a, uh, you know money for a receptionist etc but if you control the stock you can reinvest in in another brand in a brand that's going to suit your concept in perhaps you know the new i had a client who had something like 35 gift boxes from a brand for christmas you know two years ago (laughs) (laughs) and they're like okay right so what are we going to do with that because eventually you're buying products that are going to go bad so you can't sell them on so you've spent maybe it was only 300 pounds but it's still 300 pounds too much Absolutely. And you've had to store them for all that time. And all that, yeah, all of that is going on. So, so actually, uh, just a question, I don't know if, if this is possible to answer, but in terms of, you know, revenue and it costing money, how much do you think poor stock management is costing the average salon or spa? Um, do you know, it's it's a little bit difficult because it's uh, depending on obviously the, the the size of the salon and everything else. But I I go by percentage, so I know that a good stock control should be between twenty to twenty five percent of your budget should be on on stock. I'm talking retail and professional, right? So usually when I do the budget uh, with my clients, we're looking at 30, 35, sometimes 40%. So as high as their staff. Uh, so then it goes, it goes, then that's when it goes pear shape because we're using far too, or we have too much stock compared to what we're producing. So the problem at the moment, and one of the biggest, biggest issue is that because we don't have a budget, we don't know the percentage of cost of the treatments. Mm-hmm. Or we might have something from the accountant, but it's not linked to what you want to do, if that makes any sense. So, that does make sense. Yeah, yeah. So so we're essentially saying that poor stock management could be costing you 15% yes. of, of your entire... So if you know what you spent last year on stock, for example, take 15% off that. That could have been more money in your pocket yes. still being able to deliver all the same treatments to the same standard. So it's... it's we're talking significant amounts of money. Huge, huge, huge. I mean, I've got a big spa in Ireland I'm dealing with. And, uh, you know, we started the whole retail kind of culture and everything else. But obviously part of the real retail culture that I do is management, stock management. And I was looking at it and we went in each of the rooms and I said, there's definitely an issue with stock management. We need to do something. So I said, let's have a look in the drawers. We looked in the drawers and no, 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 no. Let's have a look in the drawer. I literally pulled the drawers out. Out, you know, literally out of the thing. My hand is going underneath the skirting boards and everything, and I'm finding five masks. So, you know, you're talking professional masks that basically fell off the, the drawers as we went along. Three of them were out of date. Two of them were masks we don't use anymore. So that's that's money. You know, you've got 16 rooms. Multiply that by all the stock you might be losing in, you know, all the bits and pieces. So we started controlling the stock and we've reduced the, the cost by 40%. Wow. Oh, and it does by controlling. I mean, I'm talking that super, super high control uh, to the extent where no one has access to the stock, professional stock anymore. Um, you know, and and it it has to be because can you imagine now I'm going in there I'm like the queen bee, like where because <laughs> <laughs> you've saved us. Not only we've increased the retail sales, which is amazing, but on top of that, we've reduced the cost. That's a winning scenario, as far as absolutely. I'm absolutely double whammy. We like double, that, yeah, double whammy. So, so you've mentioned one there is is just 
you know, drawers and things falling down the back of them. But what what are the biggest mistakes? What are the most common mistakes you see people making when it comes to? Well, firstly, uh, is the consistency. Right. Because it's such a boring thing yeah. to do. Yeah. We'll do uh, the stock take next month. Yeah, I'm on holiday. <laughs> oh, they haven't got time. Valerie, we're busy. We're taking too much. You know, Valerie, no, it's not possible. So therefore, instead of doing it on the first of the every month or at the end, you know, the last day of every month, we kind of maybe on the 15th, maybe if I'm lucky, maybe on the 21st. So, two of the rooms. <laughs> you know, oh, we'll do the big brand and then we'll forget about the rest or you know, later. Or, but they've had a nice, so, so it's not consistent. Right. And unfortunately, unfortunately, stock management is ultra boring, but it has to be consi- consistent. If you're not consistent with it, that's when the mistakes happen. And that's when you can't analyze what is going on with your budget, what is going on with your products. Yeah. And I also find if you're, if you're if you're consistent with it and you have like you know you know exactly which day of every month you're going to do it or every week however however often is is right for your business if you're consistent with it it takes less time each time you do it because as soon as you skip that one month or you forget how to do it or the person who used to do it leaves and it's someone else's job it suddenly takes loads more time so if you do it constantly and and i mean i've i've worked with places and i've advised them to do it weekly because it just they, they were shifting that much stock and using that much product it made sense to do it weekly um and once you've got that consistency then maybe you can drop back but what we found was they got so used to doing it and it just became such a habit that they carried on doing it weekly because they knew that if they did it weekly it was going to take them a couple of hours Whereas if they fell back to doing it monthly, they'd have to remember, oh, well, so-and-so took that product and put it on display in the other room over there. So we've got to go find that. So, um, so yeah, so it can, by doing it consistently, it will save you time anyway. A hundred percent. And, and also it's, it's kind of, again, I talk a lot about when I talk about stock and, and I talk about culture, you know, it's, it's around that culture. If you as managers or owners in is not owning that culture of retail of of stock management no one else will do it no one will do it literally as simple as that so it has got to come from you as a manager and owner to say this is a priority and if it's a priority it has to be done and whether i'm on holiday whether you know the the assistant managers on the holiday whether whoever's looking after the stock and on holiday someone is taking over and someone is trained to take over you know there's things like you know we receive the 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 deliveries You'll be lucky if they're checked. <laughs> Fingers crossed someone checked yeah. them. Oh, yeah, that arrived. Was it all of it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Looked yeah. about right. <laughs> they're going to put it on a back order. That's another favorite one of mine. It's on back order. <laughs> you know, I, I, I just I'd advise to not do back order in any way, shape, or form because it's impossible to see it on your budget. You don't know when they've coming back, what invoice is coming to. By the time your accountant finds out, it's two months down the line. No back order at all whatsoever. You know, little things like that um, makes a huge difference. So if you want to, the products, you tell the company, tell me when it's back in stock and I'll reorder it. That's it. Because you are in control. Not the brands, not anything. There was a naughty, naughty rep. I know it's going to be sounding a bit naughty, but this is why you have to be really, really on top of things. There was a rep we realized with one of my clients who kept making mistakes at the end of the month. Hmm. Supposedly for her to get her target, but when we received the stock in the salon, you know, we had too much of the stock. <laughs> I know it's naughty, but it happens. Yeah. It happens. Well, they're, 
you know, at the end of the day, they they've got their own targets. Yeah. And and yeah. my my client was fighting. Oh well, you know, I've kept it because it's there anyway. No, we're not keeping it because it's there anyway. We're selling it back. But unless you're in control of it, then you know you don't know that happens. I only found out when I was seeing the pattern of what was going on. Like, hold on a minute, what is happening here? And I saw the pattern. I'm not saying you know I'm not accusing, but I'm kind of you know that's what's going on behind the scene. You know, it's like hold on a minute. Every end of the month, there's a mistake on the order. Of course, there's an issue here, but you have to be in control. And unless you are in control, and I'm looking at it in a fine tooth comb, then you don't know, do you? And you're going to have overstock in your on your shelves. I mean, that's a drastic, uh, you know, example, obviously, but. No, but you're right. And, and I'm, it's interesting to say that about back order. I'm, I'm just thinking about that now. And you're right. If, if you say, no, 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 tell me when it's back in stock and then I'll order it. Suddenly you'll have your supplier chasing you rather than, you know, you having to chase them for that back order to come in. So that's that's a really great. I love 100%, that. A 100%. You are in charge of what you want. It's the same, you know, they're going to try and push you for the for the Christmas uh, uh, coffee or whatever. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love Christmas coffees. It's not about that. But if, you, if it's not been for your client and they have not bought it what can we do with it can we dismantle them can we put them as little you know travel sizes can we use them as gift card a gift um gift for the thing so to me the stock actually is not just the stock it's actually linked to your marketing activities so that's why you've got your budget your stock and your marketing activities that are going to be kind of a great big strategy and unfortunately in the industry which is in some way adam you know i can't complain because i get busy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's keep, it's keeping you busy. It's keeping me busy because everyone knows, okay, she's going to sort out my stock. And and because I know that's where you're going to save the money. I know that if you are if you are really focused, you know, unfortunately, it is the most boring thing you can do. But once you've got it, and you've just said it earlier, once you've got it and you understood how important it is, you, they, you won't stop them from doing a weekly count or a monthly count, would you? Because they own it. When the Spine Island realized how much they were saving, they've now got, you know, someone dedicated every month to do the, the stock take. It's taking them three hours by the time that they do the order. And then next thing you know, I come in one day and they've got a, 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 an attendant, a spa attendant at eight o'clock preparing baskets for all of the treatments that are set in the column for every single therapist with little amount of products that they need to use so they've gone even further i'm sitting there yes you know i've not even told them they've done it i'm like yes that's it we've got it and that's how because you know you can get that cash so yeah as you can it's really interesting Uh, another point you raised i've just so the the very latest episode of the podcast that's i think by the time we record that's literally just gone out um was i did one on 12 receptionary mistakes and i've just realized i completely missed off the fact that you know your reception person can help with the stock management side of things as well which is a huge boon to the business i'll have to go back and you know record an extra bit of that episode <laughs> now so thanks for that but, but to be fair adam you know it, it all depends on whether we have a flossy at reception or not you know and <laughs> ah, flossy. if you know flossy <laughs> uh if you follow me my flossy is my uh, difficult staff member uh, i yep. would rather have the stock management especially if you haven't been you know if you're not used to it and it's a bit of a oh god stock management just gonna make me do that i would rather <laughs> have two people maybe three in charge of that 
for uh-huh. like six months and it is running like clockwork and then get other people involved, but get it right first, get it right first. So it might have to be that the delivery is waiting for that person in charge before it's opened. Do you mean, depend on how bad the situation is um, because yeah, sometimes, uh, sometimes you can't rely on that receptionist or so. Yeah. It's procedures, 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 procedures. And without giving away your trade secrets, what's your what is your preferred way of managing um, stock? How do you actually do that? Do you use pen and paper? Do you use specific software? And in very very dire state, uh, you know, stock management where it's like, oh my god, we are going to take control of that. Then it's pen and paper. So if I feel that the so if you're involved with me and I make you do pen and paper, you know it's bad. Oh, you're in it's trouble. In trouble. <laughs> Purely because you get a little bit more control of what's going on at the beginning, and you can really get the momentum going. And then after that, if I'm completely honest, it depends on the software. Okay. Yeah, it depends on which software they have. Some of them are better than others when it comes to to stock control. But I'm talking about the professional side of it. Retail usually is fairly simple, but the professional side of things, not all software have it right. Um, so, so you're talking about the, the spa software that they use? Yeah, yeah, spa software. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you don't you don't resort to taking it back to spreadsheets. It depends on the software. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, it depends on how you know if if you've got a really dire budget and it's just not happening. The cash flow is awful, and I'm seeing like a complete chaotic, uh, you know, stock management. Then it's pen and paper. You are going to suffer through it for six months and really take control of it. Um, so- There's all these clients of yours now listening going, what's she made? Oh my, she made me use pen and paper. I must have been really bad. <laughs> but they know, don't get, don't, don't be that big. Yeah, they, that yeah, they know, they, they know, they know. But to be honest, <laughs> to be honest, I mean, I'm sounding a bit harsh, but it's just because I'm so, so passionate about the fact that I know I'm going to save you money for stock management. I mean, that is that is clearly coming through, you know, <laughs> to have that confidence of like, yeah, bring me in. First thing we're going to talk about is stock oh, yeah. because it's going to save you the most money. A hundred percent. Now, you could have someone who's very good at stock management. Who, I do have some of, you know, my clients who are very good at stock management, but they're still missing things. Pieces, yeah. Yeah, they're still yeah. missing pieces. Uh, so, so then it's a refining the whole kind of process to make sure that, you know, um, that the stock man, the stock is controlled. Um, and and then what I do talk about when I talk about stock management, you know, I want to know every single stock movement, every single stock movement, and that's where the problem lies in in a spa or salon. <laughs> that's where it lies, because you know I used to have therapists, for example, in Blaze, uh, a particular nail technician. Oh, I need that nail varnish. Uh, <laughs> I need it. So I need it. So I'm taking it from retail, and I'm going to put it in professional use usage. To me, I need to know. You take yeah, of course. Well, of course you do. Professional, I need to know, right? So they're taking it, and then you look on professional, and you've got five of the same color. Yeah, because you know, but that one's a bit lumpy, and that one, yeah, and my customer. Like, so you, you get all the excuses, and all of that has to be literally tightened, you know, to the to the yeah, a bit uh, to to the best of this this its ability and the only way you're going to do that is by having procedures and system and i think that's why stock management is boring because it's all about procedures and systems really yeah but if you've got those procedures and systems in place that are taking care of you like i said that if it becomes that habit that just part of what you do every day then it's it's 
it's no longer a thing you need to worry about and it's it's just you know you know you know you're not losing money and spending money that you don't need mm. to and i have a i have a client you know talking about retail uh, as well so for her to to be you know part of the big boys in with the brands that she's got she needed to spend an extra 5000 pounds and she had to borrow the money to get that 5000 pound to be part of the big salons whatever and i'm sitting there thinking but why because you're not making enough of the treatment this stock is going to sit with you for next two months so all of this is i feel that the salon owners and managers are getting a lot of pressure from all different angles and they're not controlling that so on so so therefore it just becomes a game of you know that thing is going to be better it's going to bring me clients and they're going to buy they're not necessarily unless you push it behind and unless you control whatever is going on with your with your salon or your spa love it that's just fantastic advice thank you for all of that valerie i really appreciate it now i think i think well there's a very there's a few different types of people within this this industry there's people that probably already were on board anyway and just wanted to to know more and, and understand it hopefully there's some people who didn't necessarily realize how important it was and and we've now we've now piqued their curiosity and they're going i need to know more about this so if people do want to know more and the great news is that uh Val if you go check out valerie's website it's fantastic there's um you must have recently redone it because it's so um well organized there's a real journey you were saying earlier on there's a real journey through the the things that you do so valerie has uh some fantastic workshops um that are available through the the website that you have so i'll put all those links in there um so if you can just give us the the web address now valerie so i don't yes get it it's valeriedelforge.com so I... there you go that... that's pretty easy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'd still have got that wrong somehow. <laughs> um but we will and we can follow you on social media as well i presume valerie delforge yeah all that very easy but we'll put we'll put those in the show notes uh so that people can can find that so so thank you very much. I really hope we've kind of opened people's eyes to to a that stock management is something that's not just it's not just there to to you know be that boring thing that someone told you you have to do. It's genuinely going to be beneficial and help your business and make you more money at the end of the day. Make you more money and uh, and you know I've I've got two hours coaching on my website if you look. So one is a video to watch that I've uh, registered and then uh, after that it's a one hour coaching on the face on the Skype coaching. Um, so two hours to really focus you and keep keep you starting with the stock management because there was one big element you know that I didn't mention and uh, you know obviously we can talk for hours but the the the, the key thing is your stock loss should not be no more than 2%. And when I say that to people, they're looking at me like, what on earth is stock loss? <laughs> number one. And number two is that, how do I work that one out? So this is to help you to really have that super structured uh, focus on your, um, you know, those two hours coaching on your stock loss, on how to calculate the stock loss, why that's important, because that will give you an insight of what's going on. Because what we don't want to hear when it comes to stock management, in particular with professional, is, you know, a lot of therapists, lovely therapists or hairdressers, oh, I'm just going to take this product home to, to try a bit or to use it on my mom or, you know, or I'm going to give some products to the school or, you know, we don't know what's going on with the stock. And sometimes it's very genuine, really genuine why they think, you know, or they're going to go and do their eyebrows or they're, they're you know, they're going to do their, their facial on each other. All that is costing me. 
is costing me as a salon owner. So unless you have, you know, I used to have a budget because I controlled the, the stock so much. I used to have a budget where I could buy products for my staff. I could get them a nice little trolley where they could actually use that product to do their to do their treatment. But I knew that trolley was for my staff. Does that make sense? So yeah, absolutely. All yeah. of that, we need to really get it under control so you can have the budget to give the new products to your staff, to give them stuff to do, to use at home, and you don't feel that you're being, you know, you're being taken uh, from all of that. I was working with Urban Retreat, and it was part of Boots, and Boots taught me a lot about stock control and stock loss. And they said, unfortunately, stock loss is where you don't know what's happened to the stock. Unfortunately, most of the time, it's because of the staff. Kind of. Yeah, and and like you say, it's, it's it's I find it very rarely that it's anything malicious. It's they've like you say they've borrowed something, they're taking it home, and and on its own, it doesn't seem like a big thing. You sort of think, oh, that's a that's a product, and and if it stayed at home for a while, you'll they'll probably tell them, oh, I must take that back to work, or I must take that back to work, and it seems like a small thing, but if everyone did it a couple of times a year, that's starting to add up to some serious money. Then. And and I don't mind if we do it as long as we know. And as, as we control it, it's all about control. I'm going to sound like a real control freak on your book. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, come on. If my audience are used to listening to me talking about statistics all the time and analysis. So, you know, this, I'm, I'm so on board with this kind of thing. And I think it's the, it's the same kind of thing. I think it's something that people initially view as a bit of a pain and something that they keep being told to do. But as soon as someone shows you and, and wakes you up to how much of a difference it can genuinely make in your business... And that it doesn't have to be an arduous task if you just make it that system, like you said. Um, you know, it can help and it can save you time and it can save you money. And and a hundred percent. And I, I can tell you loads of horror stories of what's happened throughout the years on bad stock management. You know, uh, therapists putting a little bit of stock in their little box, you know, in little pots every every day, so they could have it at home and building their own stock cupboard at home. You know, <laughs> all of these little things that happen. Of course, some more horror shocks but unless you are in control of it it will be in control of you and next thing you know you're spending between 25 to 35 percent of stock um on your budget and that that is is what puts people under unfortunately valerie thank you so much for being on the show today i really really appreciate me. it really thank you for having me it's great to uh, be talking and see you soon hopefully we'll have a bit of yes. time next time we'll bump into each other we'll actually have a uh, have a coffee or something next time we bump into each other thank you again how awesome was that valerie is such a font of knowledge on well anything to do with spa management really but in particular as you could very much tell everything to do with retail and stock management. Those are her real passions. Now, there were some fantastic nuggets of advice in there. So have a really good look at your own stock cupboards, at your drawers, at your treatment rooms, at your stands, at your displays, down the back of drawers, like she said. Could you stand to improve your stock control methods, especially if it could lead to a 15% difference to your earnings? Now, if you enjoyed today's episode or any other episode recently, and you haven't left me a review of the show on iTunes, then please do take a couple of minutes to do so. I'd love to hear from you. But not only that, I'm giving away a monthly prize to one lucky reviewer. So each month, I'm going to give away a $100 Amazon gift card to one listener of the show. But here's the deal. To be entered into this free and random prize draw, you have to leave me an honest rating and review of the show, either on iTunes or whatever podcast application you're listening to me on, or on my Impact 365 page, which you can find a link to in the show notes for this episode. Now, in order for me to know who you are, I will need you to include at least your first name and your business name 
and your location. So if you do win, I can track you down and send you your prize. Now, we're still only just getting started with this product mini-series. We've talked about upping your retail sales, managing your stock better. So what else is there? Well, trust me, there's plenty more to come. But you'll have to tune in next week or simply go to the next episode if you're listening later to find out more. And don't forget, if you have any burning questions about retail or products or anything to do with them, then please drop me an email at letstalk at salonbusinesssecrets.com or post a message on my Facebook group, Beauty Business Hackers. Basically, let me know. And if I don't specifically cover it in the upcoming episodes, then maybe I'll do a roundup episode to answer any and all final questions that you have so there'll be nothing stopping you from achieving your retail and product goals. Now, in the meantime, have a fantastic week. Take a good look at your stock cupboards, at your stock levels, how you order your stock. Where could you possibly improve things? How much money are you wasting at the moment through poor stock management? I'll see you right here next week. So it's bye from me for now.